Good night, everybody. Welcome to season two of No Pain, No Spain. This is Daniel speaking from cold, icy Barcelona. Walking my dog again. So this is season two. I'm going to try and do things a little different, but it's going to be mostly the same. So thanks for coming. Uh, in uh, season one, uh, I saw an increase in listeners, a uh, significant increase. Uh, I appreciate it, again, to those who are sharing and informing other people about this. I'm very, very, very glad it's working out. Anyways, it's Wednesday. I just came back from the mountain with my little kid. Wednesdays, as you all know, we go to the mountains, so he spends time climbing trees and going up hills and getting dirty and getting all the bacteria and things that he needs to to have a, a healthy growth. It's just that it fucking kills me. I'm dead tired. I can't even see straight. And uh, it, drain, it drains my energy. I'll be, I'll have, I have a lot of fun, but it does drain my energy. And as I was uh, arriving here, a friend of mine from Mozambique uh, sent me a WhatsApp uh, mentioning that he was really confused about the situation in the United States about people lining up for food in their eight-cylinder pickup truck and it was confusing to him and it must be for a lot of people and it is to me too people in high-level high, uh, high trucks all this cars that guzzle gasoline like crazy lining up for food because they don't have any food so it's kind of contradictory it's kind of makes you think like and and and, and of course that's all over the news like oh look at the north americans there's they're, they're starving and shit and they and i'm guessing a guy who's probably really starving in Africa, in Mozambique, in Tanzania, in Uganda, in Nigeria, who's probably sitting in the sidewalk in Maputo, Dar es Salaam, Kampala, or Lagos, watching an old TV connected illegally to the cable, watching this news. What must he think, he or she think, huh? People in luxury cars piling up for food. Huh. So it is a an oxymoron. I would say North Americans aren't the last two syllables of oxymoron. They're simply morons, and they have uh, installed a vision of reality that is not applicable anywhere else in the world. Uh, they they boast about their democracy. They boast about their American dream pursuit. Yet they're the highest debt country in the world. Everything is credit. Everything is has to be growth or it's nothing. Everything is corporations. Very little things are are um, are run by individual people. Mostly corporations. Uh, there's hardly any places to buy food other than 
corporations. Uh, and when all that fails, well then they um, <laughs> they have to line up with their pickup trucks, eight-cylinder pickup trucks, uh, to get some free food because they ain't got they ain't got uh, any. But they still have their cars. Now the real the reality hey, the the reality about all that is that. Because I lived in the States and I I know more or less what's going on. Like cities in, I lived in Fairfield, Iowa, which is a medium-sized, small city, actually small city. And uh, public transportation is inexistent. Zero. Nothing. Zero. None. There is no way to move around in any public transportations because there are none. And the distances are not exaggerated, but they're quite a bit but nonetheless you have two factors first of all the weather right uh, in winter it's 25 30 below zero so if you think that walking through the snow can be fun let me tell you at 25 below zero it is not and second of all <laughs> there is none there is no human possible way for you to walk. There are no sidewalks. We, uh, my girlfriend and I, um, did not have a car in the first year. And, uh, and so we, of course, we needed to buy groceries. We needed to buy, <laughs> we needed to buy stuff, food, clothes, uh, utensils, all the shit. And so there was only one commercial area in the city, uh, which was about... I'd say three, four kilometers, maybe five kilometers away, which, hey, walking distance, fuck it, I'll do that twice a day if you have to, no problem. But there was no way, there was no way. We tried a couple of times until the cops once stopped us and said, what the fuck are you doing? You're not supposed to do that. Either you come with car or don't come. And uh, so cars are indispensable in the US. They, you, you get out of cities like Chicago, LA, New York, uh, Miami, you get out of the big cities and even big cities do not have efficient transportation. Efficient transportation is other than New York. I think New York is the only city that has some kind of efficient transportation. The rest is completely inefficient. In Chicago, for example, they <laughs> You arrive by car, in, uh, by, without a car in Chicago, you're fucked. You're limited to public transportation areas, which is just downtown and a couple of buses uh, morning and a couple of buses in the afternoon that will take you that will take you to other areas. So it's not an efficient means of transportation. So either you have a car or you're fucked. But that's the system they've created they have because they keep invading countries with oil because they had the oil monopoly uh, well they, they they made these trucks that guzzle oil like there's no fucking tomorrow and uh, hold on let me call my dog stupid dog now she's gonna get run down and uh, and so they've created a society of poor people with a lot of things. I have met people in the States who um, 
janitors who cleaned floors and stuff. They lived in trailer parks, with trailer parks that you would not send your dog to. But yet they had a tremendous pickup truck. Because, of course, there's credit, because it's status, because it's you need a car to move about. And actually those cars... I remember when we bought our first car in the States, we... We considered one of this uh, American, good old American pickup truck. And, and I think we didn't simply because we, we didn't have a parking spot big enough because these things are huge, man. I mean huge. And so we decided for a Honda. And it was considerably more expensive. Considerably, yeah. I don't know the exact figures, but I think you could buy a pickup truck for like $15,000. Dollars in our Honda, which is half the size, cost twenty-six or twenty-seven thousand dollars. So it, it is considerably cheap. So it's not an angle from which you want to make a, a decision upon their economic um, reach, because cars in the states, unless you have a really fancy car, all these big American so publicized and so so much seen in movies and fantasized in, in the desert and in California. They're real cheap, but, but then again, they're crappy, crappy cars. A uh, point came when we needed a second car because, uh, well, my, our daughter needed to be taken to school and I needed to work, so we bought a second car because they were so cheap. And we bought uh, an American car. We bought a Ford, an American-made Ford. And these pieces of shit kept breaking every day. I mean it, every fucking day. <laughs> every day was something. And it was shit. It was absolutely shit. When we, they were both new. And when we finally left and so, had to sell both cars, we sold the Honda for about, that was five years later, we sold the Honda for about 80% of its, of its price. And uh, for Taurus, we literally had to give it away. Because, I mean, I think the most we could have... Uh, we paid maybe $11,000. And the most we would have gotten out of it uh, after five years was like 1000 if everything was going fine. So we didn't waste time. And we, I just I think I gave it to a friend of mine. Just went to the register, changed papers, and fucking gave it to him. It was all rusted beneath. It was, it was falling apart. So, um, so cars are, unless they're a fancy, fancy car, are not a good reference for economic uh, status in the States. Now, the hypocrisy of that country is enormous. The ignorance, the, 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 the again, I refer back to this uh, African guy sitting on a sidewalk, half naked, having eaten all day, watching an old... TV on a, on, a, on a cafe or on a slum in front of him watching this news and so what must he think? Uh, I'm guessing he thinks he'd rather be poor in the States than in Nigeria. That's true. But uh, you know, the f I think he's very confused too because he now understands that poverty means different things for different people. Okay, uh, the fact of not having anything is one thing, and the fact of not having food is another, because from his perception, uh, sell the car, 
<laughs> sell the fucking car and get some food. You know, sell your house and get some food. Sell your clothes and get some food. So the perception is completely different. Um, I'm not sure what I'm trying to get at here, but I think you understand that uh, the world is laughing at the United States. And they've always had. It's just that they're scared to laugh out loud because they have a tendency to invade and, <laughs> and drop a shitload of bombs. But, uh, but all you have to do if you're North American... Go get out of the states, and you will see. And you will see the difference. First of all, you will surely realize how 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 stupid you look from outside. Uh, second of all, you will realize how reality works, how action and consequence works, and not having to sue everybody for something that happened to you, or not blaming everybody who's something that happened to you, as you guys usually do. Because you always find an enemy, you always find a third person to a third item to whom uh, project all your guilt and all your um, all your frustration and failures. Never assuming it is you. It is always something else or someone else or a different nation or a race or uh, or a virus. And, uh, but it's always something else. And, and then you look ways as to how to get rid of your frustration by means of attacking that, either by creating a war, either by invading, either by creating a coup, helping a coup in a different country, or, or electing an imbecile psychopath murderer as Donald Trump. Now that's a good trick, picking someone like Donald Trump, because uh, if you pick someone like Donald Trump, yes, of course, now the rest look pretty normal. Whereas uh, they're not, because Donald Trump was an extreme, an extreme imbecile, a complete lack of empathy, politics, uh, intelligence, uh, whatever. And so now we are all happy that you've chosen Biden, whereas Biden is, is just a continuation of Obama, which... I'm going to repeat it, I, when Obama was elected, I went and bought a lithography of Obama because I thought this guy will make a difference. Well, guess what? He didn't. He not only didn't, he made things a lot worse. A lot worse. Uh, Guantanamo, drone attacks, um, Osama bin Laden's... Uh, uh, Obamacare was probably the only good thing he did. You know, as for the rest, he didn't do shit. He sold out, as they all do. So, of course, we, Joe Biden is now a continuation of Obama. So we're going to have four more years of Obama, of Obama's system. Uh, but since Trump is gone, well, then now we're all happy. Now we're all happy. Oh, Trump is gone. Let's go back to normal. Well, normal is not good enough. Uh, um, the United States will continue with its, uh, with its uh, external foreign policy of repression, um, of coercion and of invasion and call it again the American dream so that they can fill up their pickup trucks to go line up to get free food because they're starving uh, so the rest of the world is looking in awe as this happens and uh, that African guy in Nigeria Maputo Uganda, Tanzania is thinking that he would rather be poor in the States than in wherever he is. Anyways, 
that's it for now. Uh, this is episode one from season two. Uh, there'll be much more coming, a little bit more prepared and not so sporadic as this. Guys, have a great day. Have a good night. Keep well, keep safe. Bye-bye.